Hello and welcome to the Daily Hawker Podcast. My name is Rafael. I am your host. Uh, this is another bonus episode uh, regarding the Republican National Convention. This would be for uh, nights three and four. Uh, and just um, some of my opinions on uh, some of the things that were said and some of the speakers. Uh, the first one that I wanted to talk about is uh, Madison Cawthorn. Seems to be a rising star of the Republican Party. Uh, literally. He rose from his wheelchair. Uh, now, I do have thoughts about something he said uh, right before he actually um, stood up from his wheelchair. He said, be a radical for liberty and be a radical for a republic for which I stand. One nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Now, be a radical. Are we really encouraging people to be radical right now? And if you're a radical for liberty... What does that mean? And doesn't the meaning of that change depending on who you're asking? It does. You know that. I know that. Uh, everyone should understand that liberty is something different. It encompasses something completely different when you ask different people. So there we already have a problem. He's telling people we are radical for liberty when there isn't an actual uh, definition of the word, right? Uh, everyone can interpret it their own way, and uh, you might think to yourself, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be radicalized by some 25-year-old uh, on, you know, giving a speech at the Republican National Convention." But some people will. I guarantee you that. There, if you're not, if you don't get excited by this thing, you're not the audience for it. If this doesn't like make you know make you tingle, it's not for you. But I guarantee you, there are people who are listening to this and they're like, "Oh." Hell yeah. I'm going to be a radical for freedom, radical for liberty. <clears throat> and uh, then he says a radical for our republic. What does that mean? Now, here's the thing about the republic that we have. It is very different depending on where you are. People have different goals, different thoughts, different priorities, different moral standards. So when he says be a radical for our republic, what does that mean? Which, what republic? From who? Who are we? What is he talking about? Does that even make sense? If you really think about it, and if you think that you understand what it means, write me an email at thedailyhawker at gmail.com. I would like uh, maybe maybe I'm dumb and I don't understand what that means. But I think that, you know, we live in a democratic republic for a reason. And when you say be a, a, a radical for a republic, there are so many different thoughts and opinions and ways of doing things. What does that even mean? What Are we supposed to all be the same? Think the same thing? Is that what he means? That only... That you have to hold conservative values and be a registered Republican to consider yourself a patriot. What what does that mean? And aren't people that are that are protesting in the street? I'm not talking about rioters or looters. People who are just going protesting, aren't they being proactive in our democracy and exercising their rights given by the Constitution? 
I mean, if you really want to split hairs here, they're as patriotic as, you know, Madison here standing up for the flag. I would say that going out on the streets and exercising your freedoms probably requires more courage and more conviction than just going up there and, you know, performing for the base. Let's call it what it is. He also lied about some things uh, about the ages. Uh, I don't know. There was some something where he, he lied about it on his speech. And then he, but then again, that seems to be where the party said, where it doesn't matter what you have to say to get to where you want to go. That's very loosely defined. So it just, you just have to be able you just, if you want to get in power, if you want to hold office, they're not going to hold you to any type of moral standard. You can just go up there, lie to the public's face to try and make yourself look good and then and then that's it it's all forgiven doesn't matter so you know something to consider that's the one of the rising stars of the of their republican party so definitely something to think about that he just goes went up there and lied about something tiny very small but why would you lie about something that small why not just come forward and say you know what i made a mistake why because that's not the example that the president sets for them. That's not the blueprint that has been set for them. You never back down. You never back down to the media. For, to the media, by the way, and you you never apologize for anything, even if you're wrong. Days three and four continued with the positive messaging. Take a listen. Home, really? They'll disarm you, empty the prisons, lock you in your home, and invite MS-13 to live next door. The police aren't coming when you call. Nightmares are becoming real. Cops killed children shot violence in our neighborhoods look at what's happening in american cities crime violence and mob rule democrats refuse to denounce the mob and their response to the chaos defund the police democrats won't let you go to church but they'll let you protest democrats won't let you go to work but they'll learn of rioting and looting during riots the riot is rioting how did we get overwhelmed by crime so quickly pro-criminal anti-police socialist policies, unprecedented wave of lawlessness, Black Lives Matter and Antifa sprang into action. Vicious, brutal riots, riots. Businesses were burned and crushed, people beaten, shot and killed, police officers routinely assaulted, badly beaten and occasionally murdered. Continuous riots in democratic cities gives you a good view of the future under Biden. Homicides, rioting and looting. Vote for Biden and the Democrats creates the risk that you will bring this lawlessness to your city, to your town, to your suburb. Now, believe it or not, these are the same people that last week were criticizing the Democratic National Convention for taking uh, a, dar a dark turn and painting, you know, things pretty dark in general. Uh, now, couple things number one don't let any of this distract you from the fact that donald trump is president right now these things that they're saying will continue to happen and will continue to get worse are happening under his leadership they happened before too we've had riots before we all know that we had them in la we've had them under different presidents they just haven't been this bad in a long time and this is all happening under him. They keep mentioning Donald Trump's America. We live 
in Donald Trump's America. We've been living here for the last four years. So, no, you do not get to run as as the challenger and just say, hey, things will change once I get elected because you're the incumbent. If things are messed up right now, it's under your supervision, under your leadership. So don't just get up there and tell us, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to fix everything as soon as I'm elected because you were elected in 2016. So it's just it's a bold-faced lie. It, I don't think it's effective at all. The only people this works on is the base. And they're already they already bought everything. They already drank the Kool-Aid. You do not need to continue to pander to them. Now, if they were interested in winning, they would be looking at some realistic solutions and they would be changing their message. Instead of trying to scare people, they would go back to the populist message that got Donald Trump elected in 2016. And they're not doing that. I heard tax cuts and deregulation countless times. Some people might say, well, that that's Donald Trump. That's not Donald Trump. That's neoconservatives that are getting that are now back in the game. You know, the swamp that he was going to clean up, that he was going to get rid of. Well, they're back and they're surrounding him. And that's pretty much everyone that's that he had on there that was part of the Republican National Convention was a neocon. These people, these are the ones that took us to to war in Iraq. These are the people who continue to push the the budget for the military higher. Actually, and I'll just a side note, I will be uh, talking about some conspiracies when it comes to the Space Force in an upcoming episode. I heard a very interesting, very interesting uh, explanation as to why that was created. And it's, it's just mind-blowing. Look forward to that in uh, one of the next, next few episodes. Now, going back to the messaging. I don't think that's the messaging that's going to get him elected. He, If he wanted to get elected, he would go back to the populist message of, of 2016. However, you cannot go back with that message to the same places. He cannot go back to Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania and tell people that he's going to put them back to work when he told them that in 2016 and it didn't happen. And I know what you're thinking. They paraded a bunch of people, a bunch of workers that got up there at the Republican National Convention and they gave their testimony about going back to work and their factory reopening and Donald Trump being elected, changing their lives. That is the exception, not the norm. Just so we're clear. They make it seem like every worker in America went back to work. That's not the case. We actually have 20 million people unemployed. I think a million additional people uh, applied for unemployment in the in the month of July. So things are definitely not getting better. I know they painted their recovery as something that's amazing. Uh, you cannot count just on what's going on in the stock market to determine the health of, of the economy. The economy right now, if you think about it, is running with 20 million less workers. And and if you look at the stock market, the stock market is doing just fine. It's almost to pre-COVID levels without 20 million, pe- 20 million people heading to work every single day. Uh, I will talk about that's actually the episode for Monday. I will go into a lot of detail when it comes to that. The reasons why the the stock market is thriving, even though uh, the working class is not. So I'll explain a little bit 
a little bit more about that on on the episode for Monday. Now, uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on, and this was uh, Donald Trump's messaging in his speech. He was the only one that hit Joe Biden where it actually hurt, uh, which is his record. He has a bad record when it comes to trade deals, supporting them, and pushing for them, whatnot. And Donald Trump happens to be the the guy who stood up to China and who got the ball rolling for us to no longer have these uh, one-sided trade deals with, with countries. And you have to give him credit for that. No one else was going to do that. Nobody else. And it's put us in a position where we have leverage over, over the Chinese economy. And we can we can actually benefit and create something that's more fair that's going to benefit our workers that's going to create some jobs here and uh, we should be careful when it comes to these trade deals with countries that can uh, manipulate the labor market because we end up in situations like this one i think this is going to be the norm this is what people will demand from their leaders moving forward is for these trade deals to be fair we're not going to be under the assumption that they have their best our best interest at hand and then just not pay attention to this type of things i'm sure that uh donald trump's not going to be the last person to run on a a populist agenda for either party and i'm sure that these things are going to keep coming up people are going to keep on bringing them up uh i think uh manufacturing in america will will see a uh, somewhat of a recovery but we have to be realistic about uh, our position in the world and and the jobs that Americans are willing to take we cannot stop temporary workers from coming over and, and working the fields and harvesting uh, our fruits and vegetables we just can't we this isn't that's not the type of job any American will get and uh, and we have to work within the system. We have to allow that. There has to be a give and take. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of conservatives think that you know, these jobs should be going to Americans. Uh, but you work, you go do that. You go take care of that job. The day someone that's anti-immigration, that doesn't want to see people come here, even for temporary work, takes one of those jobs is the day we will stop hearing about about that that's a day the debate stops and everyone will agree hey let's allow some people from other countries that need the job to come in and take care of that because there's actual people there's people fighting over that they don't want people to come over and and work the fields and at the same and i can guarantee you that whoever's fighting it whoever's heading that initiative I can guarantee you that they have never done a day of hard labor in their life. That's just, it's a given. I mean, so has most of Congress. None of them have had a a single day of real work in their lives. And that's important. It builds character to do some manual labor. So uh, that's uh, that's about it when it comes to uh, what I think about the last two days. Really, I mean, the messaging, I think, is just poor. There wasn't really a lot to talk about. And uh, I want to make sure that my podcast isn't just about politics. I do want to talk about other things. I just thought that this uh, would be interesting. It would be, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's a current event, you could say. 
Now, as far as my episode for the next one that I'll do, and I'll publish it on Monday, uh, that's going to be on the stock market, uh, basically labor, and a little bit about AI. I've done uh, quite a bit of research about it. So those are things that I find very interesting and that affect uh, just about everyone in general. Is something that we should all be aware of, what's going on. And uh, well, also, I want to thank anyone who is still listening this these things myself. I edited them myself. Actually, this one took me a couple of days to make because I was having problems with, um, with Pro Tools. So uh, I don't know what's going on. I was unable to export the file, but it, it looks like it's working now. And um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, I will have another episode on Monday, and I hope you like it. If you have any suggestions, uh, if you want me to talk about anything, if you have any questions, if you just you know if you want to fight me in the comments, uh, just shoot me an email. Uh, it's the, the Daily Hawker at gmail.com, and uh, be nice to each other. Thank you.